From the farmer to the florist, from the baker to the bookkeeper, and everyone in between, welcome to Your Country Business. Welcome to Your Country Business, the show that is all about business in the bush, where we share the stories of the hardworking business owners and community leaders that make up the communities of rural and remote Australia. I'm your host, Shane Sellers, fellow country business owner. I'm passionate about business in the bush and growing the wonderful communities that make up rural and remote Australia. This episode is proudly brought to you by our show sponsors. Our show sponsors are Roma Fire and First Aid. They provide quality sales, service, first aid training, and training of firefighting equipment in Southwest Queensland. Our other show sponsor is Clear Logic Solutions, who provide professional business solutions in work health and safety, HR, recruitment, business planning and mentoring, and in business promotion through videography and also training solutions. Welcome to episode five of Your Country Business, where we're chatting with Mick and Marty Henricks from The Farmer's Forge. Super excited to talk to these guys. They're in the business of crafting some beautiful hand-forged tools based on their family business just outside of Roma in southwest Queensland. Uh, with their three boys, these guys are creating a truly awesome business that is something very unique and different. This is our first duo interview, husband and wife team. It's going to be great to hear both sides of the story about what it takes to kick a business off the ground and keep it going. Let's go. Mick and Marty, thanks very much for coming on the show. Great to have you here today uh, on Your Country Business to discuss your your business, The Farmer's Forge. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here, it's good. Um, so to kick off, one thing we've sort of, um, we talk about is the origin story. Um, and this is our first episode doing the, the husband, wife, the duo, the team that make it happen. So <laughs> hopefully you don't end up with marriage counselling after it. I was just thinking, was I invited to this? I'm here now anyway. <laughs> no, you're, you're invited. <laughs> okay, thank you. So um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you guys went to school together, didn't you? Mm. So long, long, long-term relationship, obviously. <laughs> um, how did you just meet? Like, uh, well, we actually went, so I was in the grade above Mick at school and we actually um, were in the composite class together a couple of years. Grade four, five. Grade, yeah, five, anyway. Six. Yeah, so um, I left Roma when um, I, I was in grade 10 and tried to get away, uh, but then old mate here ran into him and, um, yeah, ended up moving back here. You got us stuck here now? <laughs> well, Thus far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So outside the business, guys, what, what's life like? What what do you get into? What what do you do for fun oh, and what keeps you busy? Kids. Oh, kids. <laughs> kids. We're busy with kids. We've got three beautiful boys, so all at school now this year. So, um, yeah, so that keeps us very busy. They're sporty. They're, they're in everything, I think, aren't they? Um, we also do, yeah, a bit of community work we're involved in the cricket club here so yeah that keeps us busy keeps you busy on top of the business <laughs> mm, yes it's it's hard sometimes but yeah yeah we constantly get there. juggling it. yeah you are so yeah. before the farmer's forge mm. what was what was going on before that we had a partnership with my parents running cattle we had a gistman out at Longreach and your bar and we had some mm. down at um little town by 
Um, and then it started to go sour, probably, I don't know, two, two years ago? Yeah, three, when the three drought years ago, was really the drought bad. started to yeah. get pretty bad. It was yeah. going really well for the first two years yeah. we were doing it. Yeah. Um, but when we, um, when we started that, it was, I had more time in the shed because before that, we had a truck business yes, for yeah. seven years. Yep. Mm. We had a little cattle carting operation. Yeah. Mm. So the business side of things is definitely not new to you then no. um, with, with the experience of having the, the trucking company, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Experience is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> We've dabbled. You've dabbled. <laughs> We've dabbled in small business. <laughs> so what was the, um, I guess the, I don't know if there's a pun in this one, but the the spark that lit the forge. Um, well done, Shane. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, that was good. I'll throw that one in there for free. Um, so what was what was that initial thing like? Okay, one, where did even the idea of you know doing something like this commercially come from? But um, at yeah, so I guess what what was that spark that goes? Well, let's let's give this a go. Mm. I I really don't know. I um I've enjoyed making things my entire life. It's always been steel. I have tried lots of different, um, you know, with the timber and fiberglass even and any, anything you can make with your hands. But it's always been steel has been the real love. And um, funny enough, when I was about grade six, I was making weapons and taking them to school. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't. I don't know why I used to get in trouble I had at a, school. I had a school time. teacher at grade six and she um, obviously knew I was different. <laughs> and she used to, you know, um, what's that word? She'd inspire you to, it was probably one of the best report cards I ever had, grade six, and everything after that was just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ho hopefully your boys don't get ideas then to no, go onto the no, forge and <laughs> <That'd be right. laughs> repeat after dad. Um, right, so, so definitely lifelong, you know, sort of passion in, in that yeah. area then. Yeah, um, you know, you get married, you have kids, you you think you try and do the right business to earn the right amount of money and mm. I don't know, we were probably in something that was sucking our souls away. And then yeah. we went back to the land which I grew up on and we were enjoying that for a while, but yeah, of course, with the drought and we were already doing stuff in the shed, you know, odds and jobs for people. And yeah, I think um, word had spread that Mick's pretty handy with steel work, so we'd do a bit of contracting work here yeah, and there. It was always pretty busy, you know, welding and... Mm and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's always been, Mick's always been very passionate about anything to do with steel. Mm. And, um, and um, yeah. I actually had a, um, a birthday, I don't know, it was about 11 years ago, Marty bought me a gift voucher to go do a blacksmithing workshop. Yep. And I went and did that, and then that was that was it. That was, it was just in my mind forever, really. You're hooked on it. Yeah. And then... Um, of course, after that, that was when the truck happened and didn't really get back to it. Yep. And then, you know, about three years ago, I'm like, no, nah, this is, I'm going to build a forge, I'm going to build that and this. And Do you think it was the creative side that hooked into it a bit more than like, um, like you know, your ordinary steel fabrication work mm. sort of thing? Or it's, it's like without, you know, taking away from a lot of boilermakers because they're pretty incredible with what they do, but blacksmithing can take you, like it's further, you can... There's more you can do, yep. and it's yeah. more with your hands mm. rather than you know reliant on your machinery. And, mm. and Mick is super super artistic, so mm. um, I think yeah, it just goes hand in hand. Really, it's a bit of a non-brainer. He's artistic, but also 
you know, really good at working with steel and knows how it works. So Got the technical side to that, sort of back yeah, it up a bit. Oh, with many failures off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just said before we should we should have brought in a, a um, photo of the scrap bucket that Mick's got of, of failed pieces. Hang on, from they'll, they'll be worth, you know, they'll be worth something, you know, yeah. an artist when, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, it'll be the piece of work that'll sell for millions. Yeah. Those pictures don't make it to the Instagram page. No, Mick's first hammer or Mick's yeah. first axe. Mick's, Plenty Mick's of trial and error. First lump of steel has a handle attached. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah, so I guess you've developed that passion and, and learning that skill. Um, what was sort of the you – know, was it doing some of the work for friends and family and that sort of stuff, doing doing that and then going, well, hey, we could actually potentially take this a little bit further? Mm. Yeah, I had yeah. Um, best friends of mine. They were like, oh, can you make a make a hammer for my father for his 60th? And I'm like, oh, that's a really, that's a really cool idea. And they said, oh, can you put his name on it? <laughs> yeah. So we did and – of course, once his father received that, he's like, oh, can you make something for, for the boys? And, you know, we made one for them. And then, you know, the words slowly spread around. And then um, Marty's like, oh, maybe we should maybe we should start a Facebook page. I'm like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Mick <laughs> like, wasn't on Facebook before this. He no. Used I, to be honest. I know. I've only been on Facebook since this business started. And so do you have your own Facebook account now? Well, I don't look at my personal one much. No, yeah, don't business. send him anything on there. He doesn't oh. look at it. <laughs> but, but I never realised how many people out there are interested in it like I mm. was. And um, oh, just opened my eyes, blown away. And um, I don't know where I was going with it. There's definitely a big YouTube mm. sort of following around the whole blacksmith thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was the social media I was into was, was YouTube. Yeah. Done a lot of learning from it. Yep. That's, um, there's a huge following. There's a huge mm. blacksmith um, community out there, which has been great for Mick because it is such a niche um, thing that he's doing. So it mm. is good. He connects with a lot of people all over the world, you know, awesome. getting advice. I'm sure and... there's a lot of blacksmiths out there. They're like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to start somewhere. That's all yeah. good. So I guess going from, um, yeah, you know, doing a few of those um, jobs and that's a, mm. and you get your Facebook page set up, how quickly did things expand after after people got the word out, basically? Yeah. Well, I was pretty – it was pretty instant, pretty a little scary, early. really. Yeah, um, considering it was just kind of a hobby yeah. at the start. It was just look at look at what we do and, you know, just taking – we were just doing little commission pieces, mm. weren't we? Like um, taking orders, you know, for a fireplace set and things a gate that, and a things sign. Things I could do without machinery. It was just um, – Marty said, oh, we should make a Facebook page. And this is well before we had a, a forging press or anything like that. And um, I said, no, 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 let's wait till we get something because if people want these things, you know, I want to be able to, to make it. It's not going to take me you know, six and a half months. Mm. Yeah. And um, once I got the press, like, oh, can we put it on Facebook? Man? I'm like, no, 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 don't. Just, just keep it a hobby. You'll be right. <laughs> Never a good don't time. Don't want the pressure. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, said, oh, I think we should do it. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. So we did and. It just. Um, I think just because we were getting such positive, people um, were really good. Yeah, positive reviews on people saying this is amazing what you're doing, and I suppose I always knew that that Mick was, you know, very talented. But it was that other people were were really interested in it, mm. and people were are really. Um, we found they're really appreciating handmade, Australian made pieces, particularly you know, something that's made in Queensland and in the bush. Mm -hmm. People are really excited by that. So I could see the potential there and I could also see um, 
I had worked in a gift store, a, a woman women's gift store in Roma, and I could see the conversations I'd have every day with people, with people like, do you have anything for men? Yeah. You know, especially at Christmas time, what do you have for men? And could see a real gap in the market Some there. Papery. <laughs> <laughs> nice smelly things. Nice smelly things, yeah. And so we could sort of see, well, yeah, I think, and it, that's one thing we've really noticed with the business. We have a lot of wives, girlfriends, you know, yeah. mothers, daughters, or, ordering things um, for the men in their lives, mm. wanting a nice piece, something that's a gift, but also practical. Men do like practical gifts. There's only so many, you know, world's best husband or best dad mugs, mugs sort of thing that you can you yeah. can get. You know, yeah. why, why wouldn't you want to open up something? I was like, oh, you got me an axe. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sharp edge on it. <laughs> yeah. I can do things with this. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. So, so yeah. there was definitely a bit, bit of a different need out there in the market. Yeah, I, guess. I could just see that, and I said, I think, I said to Mick, I think we might be on to something here. I think we should give this a go, and yeah, just see. Look, it was definitely Marty's push because <laughs> oh, I'm very you're... pushy. Yeah, I know you don't, you don't think it is, but it was because I was happy to just, you know, to I don't know, keep it to myself, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. when you find out people really enjoy this stuff and. I guess to do something you love doing and do it every day, well, it's best to make money out of it because then it can mm-hmm. continue to yeah, yep. fill your life. Mick with. still doesn't feel like he works because he's just no. he's he's doing something that he absolutely loves. And and I've often said I'm sure this is just a big plot of Mick's to be able to spend more time in the shed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if he can make a little bit of money off it on the side, I think yeah, he's so, so he's all happy. the fun tools you get to buy that. Yeah. They're, they're all tax deductions. Tax yeah, yeah. Make yeah. your tools. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. No, but that's really cool though to, to be able to do something that you enjoy doing and then incorporate that into the business side of things. And I, I think you raise a really good point as well that when you're doing something yourself, like, you know, if you're developing um, those things when you first start out and then you probably need someone outside of your own brain to sort of go, hey, that's actually pretty good maybe, you know, and... and Pushing is probably not not the right word. We use motivating or uh, encouraging. Um, A euphemism. <laughs> yeah, you do doubt yourself because you know I make something and, and you make it and you go, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And then you see someone else's reaction and you're like, oh well, that's mm. that's really nice. But you do, you know you're never quite satisfied with what you make. Yeah. No, Mick hasn't made anything yet that he's happy with. <laughs> so. Every he he critiques every piece, and I'll say to him, "Oh, this is you know, this is beautiful." And I said, "You're happy with this? <sighs> no, I could have done this better." I'll so yeah. So one day. Got, so you're gonna have to have two walls, and you'll have your your first, you know, your, the ones that weren't so good, and then when you ever eventually create something that's perfect, perfect, yeah, don't sell it. No, keep it up on the wall. It'll be in a <laughs> glass cabinet. That one. <laughs> so that way, at least you can compare. You know, well, we're, we've improved from that, and then yeah. you know we've 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 gone on to the here. So we we know we've we've just got to aim somewhere in between. And then you'd be <laughs> keep that uh, OCD and perfectionist oh, in no. your head happy. Oh, it's, it's a um it, it is the the struggle is real when you when you're doing that sort of yep. stuff. So going from um yeah, look, you've got that that interest um in in the community, I guess, and mm. and your customer base. Um, what were some of the challenges then that sort of start coming out and you go, okay, people are interested in this stuff. Mm. It's probably no no longer a hobby. Mm. Now what? Like what was sort of the things that you, you struggled with? Um, yeah. It was the time, getting the time. Thing, yeah, getting products out to yep. people when they wanted. Yeah. And in the beginning we were getting a lot of deadlines. So people asked, can we have it by this date, this date, this date? And that just became, 
was like this huge overhead all the time and it was yeah. kind of you got to get it done and, and because it was so new as well, we didn't really know how long it would take. Mm. We were estimating, saying, I think we can have it, you know, for your husband's birthday by this stage, but not sure. And we still are struggling with that too, mm. you know, because essentially we're a one-man show here, really. Mix mix the one making the products. And it, at the end of the day, it is blacksmithing. It's not traditionally a fast trade. So um, even though we have got the modern machinery to help speed things up, it still is a relatively slow process and that's the, the beauty of it really yeah, is that yeah. it's a handmade piece. So, you know, um, like currently we have an eight-week build time so with our orders so we're that busy and it does take some time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we're struggling with at the moment, getting that build time down. So, And that'd be a hard trade-off too because like you said, your product is the it is unique it is handmade it is yeah. that you know the thing that makes it good is the mm. fact that it's time and love and you know mm. and your eye has gone over it to make mm. it what it is and then to try and put that into a business sense well that's great Mick and you probably had these conversations in your head you've spent all day on this one you need to get it out you need, need to get to it get out it. now yeah yeah that's it that's and that's it. when the floors start to show too yeah, yeah when yeah. you're rushing things and and yeah so that's that's been the the big struggle so far yeah, so, um, and I think the thing is too, like, you know, not to say you'll ever fix all the problems in your business, there will always be something to work on. Mm. Um, so outside of the productivity thing, like, has there been other things um, that have sort of, you know, you probably um, didn't, you know, think that would become a problem? Like, I know in my own business when COVID hit and moved back to working from home and um, you think, oh, this will be great, be able to wake up in my pyjamas and, and um, you know, be super productive at home and have yeah. access to, to good coffee and food. And the next minute you realise, oh, you know, it's the same place where the kids are. It's the same, There's mm. all these other range of things that you never sort of, yeah. you know, thought about. Like, has there been um, been some things like that? Like having, I guess, being in a family business that, mm. that trying to those manage those trade-offs in between there as well. Yeah. Balance is the biggest. Balance is the big thing. At the end of the day, we are a family business. So there's Three boys that are that most active children, but... They're still boys, and um, yeah, they they're busy. They all have their different interests, so um, so there's that. You know, we've got a and their priorities. So we do, you know, we that's that's our our main focus really. So trying to, but also to make sure we get you know keep the business professional as well. Mm-hmm. That is hard too, living and working with each other. <laughs> well, no. Shane, yeah, we were. Just... I feel your struggle. You feel it, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you finish a product, and Marty's like, "Have you finished such and such? Yeah, finished that weeks ago." And she's like, "Where is it?" Like, oh, just up there on the. Just up at the shed. Sitting on the bench. Okay, I've can done, we I've, get... done, I've done my job. I've done, yeah, once Mick finishes it, it's like, okay, well that's done. Like, yeah, but we need to actually post that to the customer. <laughs> they don't know it's done. Yeah. You wouldn't think a husband and wife team would have a communication breakdown. Like you're not spending enough time together. Well, yeah, it's fun. It's very fun working with a creative person. Yeah. And I think the tricky thing, like we mentioned, we were having a bit of a chat before the show and it is, mm. like you're talking about with that balance, it is mm. tricky that um, I think you guys were saying, talking about business, you know, after after work hours at dinner time yes. and that sort of stuff because, you know, we're, as business owners, you're always interested in what you're doing. You're thinking yeah. about and scheming new things, and mm. um, and then you, yeah, you drag that into the dinner table and trying yeah. to you know manage that separation. You guys have found found that as well, then. Yeah, it it is a challenge. Like I've I've let Mick know that coming to tell me things about the business while I'm cooking dinner is probably not the best time. <laughs> it's when um, all the best strategic plans are made. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 
yes. in my mind, though. <laughs> yeah, it's when Mick comes out of the shed and he sees, you know, I've been thinking about these things all day and I just say, hey, can we just put a pin in that? We'll come back to that later. Um, so, yeah, there is that, that, trying to separate that. Yeah. And, you know, our office where I work from is in the home as well. So it is hard. It's always there. So that's one thing we are working on at the moment is to try and get... Um, separated. Yeah, yeah, get to even just a demountable um, space just for an office and a mail room mm, just so mm. we can have... Because we are getting more and more mail order. So um, there's that. The, the other thing, um, a struggle we've had recently is you know cutting this build time down so more machinery however we're on a property um and the shed that we're operating out of uses solar power so this is a challenge too more machinery means it's draining that solar battery more it is, it's a big unit and it's fine while the sun's shining mm. but yeah some of the machinery takes a three-phase power which just isn't possible unless you spend a lot of money on a big generator yeah yep so running tools all at the same time does become difficult and that'd always be sort of churning around your head like you're you would always but you would always be thinking about things of how i could do this quicker how i could do it different like i was looking at your um your facebook page there this morning i think you made a shelf for your brush and there was something else on there And the hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think the post was somewhere I was sick of trying to pick this stuff yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least fifty times. Which would be tricky because you know, and, and that is one of the um the issues, especially if you you're living further away mm. from from a town where you don't have access, like you know, three phase power and stuff like that. And you'd always be thinking about how I can do things quicker and and make mm. it you know life easier, like your little um uh, tray that you made. Um, so I, I can understand that that would be a bit tricky and you'd always be, you know, churning that in your head like your power issue and, you know, it's just one of those things that's probably yeah. always turning it, 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 it limits the machinery you can get to. Yeah, we've had to go, like Mick wanted a, a bigger power hammer that we had to, you know, downsize a bit because it just wasn't yeah. going to cope. So there's that, you know, not only do we live in, in a regional area, we're also off-grid, you know, mm. we're, which has been fine while we've had, you know, the primary production. It's a great lifestyle choice. But, yeah, running a business from there, yeah, certainly. Yeah. We'll just yeah. keep the overheads down. Yeah, mm. but we want to stay there. That's right. We do mm. want to stay, you know, at least for the next three years we want to operate out of this space just till we can really, you know, we've only been operating for over, sure just over 12 months. Make sure we set our months. business in stone kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Always developing problem-solving skills. Then. It is, yeah. You think you, you fix one problem, oh, but now this is happening, right? How can, yeah, so you're constantly... Thinking outside the box, but you still have to be within the confines of, you know, what you have to deal with really, yeah. which I guess one of the benefits of, you know, business, you, as frustrating as it can be, yeah. it does you know, you really put your problem-solving hat yeah. on as well. Yeah, yeah. So I know um, we're talking, again, before the show there, um, some of the benefits of being in the bush, and you guys mentioned um, the support of community. Mm. Um, how's, how have you sort of found that um, in, in your business starting off? Yeah, geez, this um, Roma's been great, hasn't it? Like it really the support has. we've had. And do you know, we really noticed it when we did our first markets at Easter in the country. Um, and it was just, there was at one point we just looked around and we had all these friends and their friends and their family you know all in our stall and just so excited about what we were doing and it was just so reassuring we're like oh it just gave you a bit of confidence yeah because you know we went into that thinking oh god you know god what if we don't sell anything at this you know (laughs) what if this is a flop you're always thinking that and then um yeah so that was really that really reinforced things for us and then okay we're you know we're onto something here, but also we've got the support of the community mm. here, so that's yeah, you know, very you're, important. You're on the internet, and 
Some of us sounded old-fashioned saying that. <laughs> on the internet, on the Google. <laughs> At least you didn't say that. No, we'll forgive you for that one. You're on the internet. The internet. You know, you reach... You know, we don't, we don't go so far at the moment, but, you know, you're reaching people that are interested in that kind of stuff. But when you have so many people out of markets in your local town, it's not very big. Mm. Come and give you that sort of, yeah. I don't know, confidence and satisfaction. Yeah. It's pretty... Um, yeah, so we're definitely feeling nice. the love. Did you find that the, um, I guess from a marketing point of view, especially further outside of the metropolitan areas, um, the word of mouth, like... You know, obviously, there's not a huge market within the, the, the local areas because of um, our geographic size. Mm. Uh, but did you find that, you know, people spreading the word locally to, you know, friends and family members and that sort of stuff did grow a bit more of the awareness of what you do? Yeah, yeah it is. And and that's, and that's happening, you know, we get it all the time now. You know, I, I saw this product you made for this person, you know, can you do this? And, yeah, so that is... That is a, a huge thing. Word of mouth is, yeah, is very strong. It's trying yeah. to do the right thing by people. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. You got to, yeah, if you do the right thing, yeah, that's and and also I think because we are involved with the community too, you know, we get out and about and you know we try and give back to our community. I think that's good for a business as well from a business perspective. I mean, it's a nice buy. It's not why you get involved in it, no. but you know, it's a nice byproduct of it. You know. No, it's definitely important for businesses, you know, um, from a community perspective because, mm. you know, we employ people, put the, the resources, I guess, back into the community and it's really good to see the businesses, I guess, put put some of that time back in there and resources and, yeah. you know, that's how we all make it happen that's out here right. is we work in with each other yeah. otherwise things just wouldn't. It, it wouldn't work it, otherwise. It wouldn't happen. No. Um, so that's some of the uh, uh, benefits of working in the bush and I know uh, we're talking about some advice or lessons learnt uh, for other people who might go on the journey um, of, of starting up a business and what, what would be something that you guys would, would like to share there? Um, I think get get a network established of, um, uh, you know, get a mentor, someone that can help you. Um, so we've been very fortunate to be part of the Maranoa Innovation Network's um, pilot program um, this year. So we've had meetings with our own mentor and then a panel. We also had a meeting with a panel of mentors. And it's great to get that. Um, I think, you know, it, it's good to get that influence, that independent third party yeah. to come in, especially when you're a husband and wife, you know, and you're not, bouncing ideas we're around. We're not business people. We're not, have and have yeah. people who have been in it for so long yeah. and see what you're doing and also fill you with confidence saying, well, if this is what you're doing and this is what you can potentially do, yeah. you're like, oh, maybe maybe we're onto something, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because you do doubt yourself, you know, yeah. you sort of think, oh, are we doing the right thing here? And, you know, Mick might say, oh, do you think we should do this? I'm like, I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's give Mark a call. Mm. And, and so and then just talking to him has been great because we can say, Okay, um, this is what we're our pro what this is what the problem we're having. What do you suggest we do? And he he'll sort of just say something and like what's worked for him. So not only has he had experience in a business, but also a local business. Mm. So he knows you know the challenges involved with it, and so that's just been very beneficial. So that would be my advice, and is to sort of you know make sure you you get it, you reach out. 
you know, even if you do call a local business and mm. just say, hey, we're having this issue, do you, mm. do you have any advice for us? I think you make a good point too, like within that local context because they're going to mm. understand the exact same struggles that you've, you, you know, you're hitting as well. Yeah, yeah, they've got that rural perspective, which I think it, it is different, mm. you know. I mean, it's good. And, you know, like we, I try and attend workshops and things when they come to town, you know, um, to try and develop my skills and and that, so that's great getting that. You know, if they come to a regional area, well, yeah, by all means go to it because, you know, there's lots of things that we can learn outside of, mm. of the town. But, yeah, it's also having that local support and knowledge. That Do you find as a couple that it's good having that other person as a sounding board yes. so you're not sort of trying to validate yeah. your own thing inside your head and, yeah. and with each right other? Woman, for sure. What was that? <laughs> Sorry? I said marry the right woman. <laughs> nice <laughs> we we have that on recording on i'll give recording. you a copy of it <laughs> thank you very much over and over and over <laughs> yeah, yeah no. no it it has helped because yeah, as i said like the the two of us can sit there and sort of hum and ha then we'll say it out loud to someone else and they'll just have a, a common sense approach to it so well have you tried this and it just we go oh yeah okay let's do that yeah and i think it is really good to have that have that other voice that like yeah. I find even um, in my business my relationship with my wife and that it, like you said, you, you have those conversations at the dinner table and you might be trying to, you know, turn a problem around in your head and it's just mm. your wife could probably say that oh, maybe I shouldn't put this on recording, um, but your wife could probably tell you the solution, but you just need to hear it from someone else yeah. just to validate a little bit more to know that you're not going crazy in yeah. your own head. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but I, I don't, maybe it's a bloke thing, but, yeah. um, but I think it is good to hear you know, and vice versa. I shouldn't mm. pick on pick on the sexes with that. Um, but it <laughs> is careful. good to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is good to hear that validation, or even mm. just to challenge your your thought process. I think from a different angle yes. as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's an awesome um, bit of advice. It is. So what we're going to move on to now is a minute inside your head, which is probably a bit scary, uh, and it'll be interesting doing this one from a uh, couple's point of view. Mm. I was going to get you to answer each other's questions. I thought no, that'll create too many issues. Yeah, so what we've got is a, a, a list of random absolutely random questions and what i'll get you to do is uh you know, go round about in, in answering them i'll let you know when when the minute's up i think you have to try and beat the record of 11 uh-huh. i believe uh shane wallace set the record for that one is that right yeah, yeah. so well, we're not competitive at all <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully there's nothing um a relationship shattering that comes out of the questions <laughs> it'll all be over <laughs> not. so we'll kick off and um we'll see how we go if everything in your house had to be one color what color would you choose Blue. marty if you had to choose a perpetually cold or hot place to live what would you choose oh i'm gonna say hot mick what would you name your boat if you had one boat <laughs> i don't know cecil cecil <laughs> marty what what would your superpower be oh my superpower would be to click my fingers and dinner would be ready. <laughs> well, that's an interesting to the next question. Mick, what's your favourite hot box food? <laughs> well, now or when I was 19. I, know. I don't know. How'd you go wrong? Sure. Maybe one of those cabanas. Oh, those cabanas. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Marty, favourite ice cream flavour? Oh, peppermint. Ooh. Yeah. Mick, order a, drink at a, order a drink at a bar. Oh, beer. <laughs> Very original. Are you a morning or night person? Night. Oh, that's it. 
What did oh. we get up to? Ooh, ooh, we're at 12. There you go. Really? You set a new record. Oh, Good on you. Excellent. So doing it as a team, you team, got in there. It helps. <laughs> no, I feel like sweet. we cheated. No, 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 absolutely not. No. I can officiate this one. Okay. That's, 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 Anyone get to 40? I just, just in case you guys were super efficient as yeah. a team, I thought I'd plan ahead and a minute went far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get there with it. No, that's awesome, guys. Well, thanks very much for um, for coming on the on the show here today. Uh, one thing we wrap up with: if people want to find more about the Farmers Forge uh, and what you guys do, where's the best place for them to uh, to find out more uh, info? Yeah, well, at the moment we're just on the socials, so on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we do have a landing page for mm-hmm. our website, um, the Farmers Forge forge.com.au um, we are in the process of getting the online store sorted there as well but yeah for now we just answer through our facebook and instagram pages right on yep. awesome i love uh what you guys do it's going to be awesome to see where you's uh where you end up and what happens with uh setting up a, a you know blacksmithing forge out in the bush yeah. and the uh, awesome products you guys make so looking forward to see what happens in that space and thanks very much for sharing your story on the show thank you Shay. Thank, thank you for you, having Shay. us oh good thanks guys <laughs> thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show pop over to facebook instagram or youtube you can find us at your country business and follow us so you don't miss an episode Until next time, enjoy living and loving life in the country.